0: left it himself, Yu was flicking through some of Sheen's books of poetry in order to pass the time, when he heard a woman's cough outside the window. Immediately, he jumped up and peered out to see who it was. The cough appeared to have come from a maid who was picking flowers in the garden. She was an unusually good-looking girl, with a rather refined face. Not a great beauty, by any means, but with something striking about her. Yu gazed at her, spellbound.
1: everybody, and welcome to uh, the second installation of Rereading the Stone. I am Kevin Wilson here with my co-host William Jones. Hello. So, how are you doing right now?
0: Pretty good. It's very hot here in Hong Kong. Um, it's absolutely sweltering here during the summer, so it's great to have an excuse to be indoors, escaping the heat. How are things in uh, How are things in California?
1: Uh, I'd say it's pretty hot. Um, I, 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 I kind of went for a walk today before it uh like the sun was really like uh firing firing up i've been just you know so we're recording this uh what's, what's the date today uh July 3rd uh, yeah. 2020 um, so this is kind of the it's getting really bad in terms of the uh, the global pandemic I, I got a text message the other day basically saying you know um, by the way uh, uh, Riverside uh, ICU units are full so which is just what you want to hear
0: during a severe pandemic
1: not what you want to hear yeah it's it's, it's getting pretty bad um, I, I, it's hard to tell it's a really strange kind of event because people are perceiving it in different ways it's It's very much mediated through uh, what kind of like news sources you're interacting with Um I'm, I, I'm getting a lot of I'm getting a lot of information from Facebook and Twitter uh, of varying um, of varying degrees of quality and yeah. uh, I'm trying to make sense of it and also trying to like spread the information I think that's more reliable uh this is a very like it's it's a highly politicized time uh in a lot of ways a lot of disorder Mm -hmm. uh the 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 black lives matters protests are um starting to die down a little bit but that's another kind of um defining feature of this moment um at the at at the same time uh it's been it's been all right you know I, i actually being able to work remotely lately I felt there's been a lot of like I've had a certain great clarity, which is kind of ironic because we're 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 um, we're um, studying some datching, uh literature, which, which also yeah. I think that's lucky yeah. you know to find
0: clarity and working from home because so many people find that they become cooped up uh, and in, and find it harder and harder to focus. They find themselves more and more anxious and distracted, being being stuck indoors all the time. So consider yourself. One
1: of the lucky ones. Okay, uh, so that kind of um, that, that kind of puts uh, today's. So we're basically working through the second half of uh, of chapter one uh, of, of Hong *Home hmm. Uh and, and you know our, our characters themselves are not entirely free from uh, disaster and disorder. Um, and and so there's definite, like, even though sometimes you go to literature to, um, to like, you know, avoid the, or or to to get, to get a distance from the, like, you know, the cares and concerns of of the the real world, yeah. quote unquote. Uh, you, you still find it kind of it reappears. So uh, maybe that's that's one way we can like approach rereading the stone. Yeah,
0: um, uh, be, seeing ourselves in the mirror, so to speak. Much as we were saying last time, is um, in that in that first section of the first chapter, um, when the stone spends a long time justifying the existence of the story and why it's worth reading. One of the things that he he mentions is that. Even though it's not full of heroic characters or morality tales, it can provide a form of um, relief and relaxation for ordinary people going about their ordinary lives. Uh, and hopefully it can fulfill the same same function for us. Definitely. Yeah.
1: I was thinking of that same passage. Uh, I, I feel like I, every, every day I'll, I'll, I'll read one little like tidbit about this, uh, about coronavirus. And it, it's just like, it's just... It, uh, it's uh it's like really like unnerving and i fear i feel almost a kind of like uh existential you know terror of sorts i'm i'm not sure if that's overstated you know i'm not exactly uh i don't think i'm necessarily at risk but you you hear like terrible stories of people who are our age and younger who, you know, are sick for months on end and suffer permanent uh, lung damage. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'm like, if I'm being cowardly or if I'm actually being like,
0: no, I think it's, i think it's completely right to be concerned
1: it's it's it feels like a war i I don't know it feels like a a, a kind of um this very strange kind of war and and i'm kind of hunkered down i uh i yeah i forfeited the deposit on one place in in order to move into a studio because i knew that i'd have less chance of um exposure without uh housemates Mm -hmm. uh and so i I kind of am there it really is kind of a time of war in some in some strange sense
0: yeah yeah it's it's um it's definitely not it's definitely not normality. <laughs> okay. um, a long way so away from it.
1: Th- let's jump right into it. Um...
0: Yeah, so we, we, we left things last time, I think, um, with our, one, of our, uh, one of our characters, Jun Shi, and um, having dreamed a dream in which he encounters a Taoist monk and a Buddhist priest. Um, and he finds himself outside a stone archway marked the Land of Illusion. And uh, there are couplets running down the size of the gates, vertically down the side of each. One reads, truth becomes fiction when the fiction's true, and the other reads, real becomes not real where the unreal's real, which is kind of a tongue twister. Um, And I think that was where we left it. This being one of the kind of central themes of the book, the interplay between truth and fiction, reality and unreality, and the immediate juxtaposition of those two ideas in the names of two of the characters in this uh, in this chapter, right, Chun Shiyan and Jia Yutuan, being Jun being a a play on the word true or real in Chinese, and Jia being a play on the word false or unreal. Definitely, um,
1: and so. Like like soon, there's this moment where the the dream basically comes to an end, right? It, it comes to an end as they approach the the gateway, uh, demarcating the space between, uh, you know, this uh, unreality and, and uh, the reality of the fiction that we're mm. uh, we're dealing with. And there, I think there's a clap of thunder, right? Yeah. Yeah. Genshin uh, sees a kind of uh, I think he sees a banana tree. Uh, it, it's 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 extremely hot mm. uh, I think the the, the sun is uh, is kind of um
0: it's blazing outside yeah it's
1: blazing outside it's not, which is relatable in, in our mm. in the current yeah. in the current moment yeah uh, and in comes his his wet nurse holding uh, his, his his girl his only child uh lotus
0: yeah
1: uh, uh, Ing, Ing Lian, uh, yeah in chinese
0: and we can see from this section um well I mean it 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 kind of sums up his life at this point quite neatly. Um, There he is in the middle of the day. In the middle of a work day, we can assume, uh, asleep at his desk. Where is he asleep? In his study, with his his papers and and various things spread around. So we know he is um, a man of letters, a kind of intellectual. Um, And then in comes a servant. So we know that he is a a man of wealth. Um, And she brings his only child uh, a daughter who, as we can tell from the, from the text is a uh, very, very kind of precious to him. I think o- obviously partly by virtue of being his only child, but we also kind of get the impression simply that, you know, he is a, um, is a man given to sort of sentiment and, and emotion, not, not kind of cold and, and reserved.
1: Yeah, definitely. He, I, I think he plays with her a little bit a- a- and actually uh, he, he takes her out to view uh, like the street scene essentially. Right. Yeah.
0: And while he's there, who does he encounter?
1: I mean, basically the it's it's the same uh the, the 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 Taoist monk and the Buddhist priest yeah. uh that we saw in, in the dream. So yeah. it, it's this um this recurrence uh, And there they, they
0: are in yeah, 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 yeah. So there's this this thing that's uh obviously very um kind of confusing and jarring for uh Jun-Zi and the character, but also for the reader ourselves, you know, because there's this deliberate playing with uh, okay, well, what was real and what was what was fictional? What was what was just imagined?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's so. This is this is again like the reality of the fiction, whereas before we had the fiction of the fiction. Or, or uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's different ways to like uh, there's different ways to construct the matrix.
0: Yeah, we've got kind of stacked Russian dolls of layers of layers of fiction, layers of unreality. Anyway, yeah, so
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. So
0: the the, the Taoist monk. Um, approaches him and he says something which is very strange which is
1: <laughs>
0: what are you doing holding in your arms that ill-fated creature who was destined to involve both her parents in her own misfortune and I think In England is maybe three years old at this time yeah uh, you know
1: something like that she's yeah.
0: just she's a chubby little lump of a child I'm imagining you know and and so it's very like uh, disturbing the idea that this child you know that you associate with you know, innocence is somehow described as this great uh, omen this of yeah omen of ill fortune. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> and so shein does what any of us would do, which is to kind of politely ignore this strange outburst. Um, but the the monk is undeterred and repeatedly asks him to give her, give you know give him the child give give me your daughter. Um, anyway, at this point, he decides to. Um, to ignore it, turn around, and, and go back into his house.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then he actually the, this um this whole chapter uh really emphasizes uh poetry in, in a lot of different ways, yeah. right? all, all, all of the all of the important kind of messages uh like have um their their kind of poetic uh instantiation. Hmm. Uh, and, and here and here is no exception to that. And so the the monk points at him he's roaring with laughter yeah. and so this, in general we get the sense that he's he's kind of characterized by a a, a crassness yeah. uh a lack of manners um which is sort of comes part and parcel with his being on the fringe of society on the fringe of reality maybe you could say yeah. it, right um and uh the hawk's the, the hawk's translation maybe, maybe i'll just read it uh i have to hear my notes um the Hawks translation reads as follows. He says, Fond man, your, your pampered child is to cherish so, that caltrop glass which shines on melting snow. Beware the high feast of the 15th day, when all in smoke and fire shall pass away. Uh, and so the, the uh, it's um, the, the, basically the lantern festival. Mm. Which is the fifteenth of the first month, which is which is interesting again because if you think of a festival as being on the fifteenth, that's, that's exactly the middle of the month, which again is like um, like the the archway. This kind of um, it's arguably a liminal kind of um, temporal or seasonal moment, Absolutely. right? And so it's almost like yeah, beware, it's, beware the Ides of of, March. of, of January, yeah. as it were. Yeah, yeah, right? in this case, yeah. Um, it, it's kind of a, a very similar, I, I think, uh, kind of um, connotation. And, and 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 there's actually two references there, right? Basically, not not to give away too much, but like two bad things are about to befall Jenshin. uh Jenshin, right? And one of them is going to be related to his his, his daughter, and one of them is going to be related to uh, the Lantern Festival, yeah. right? And, and so the and so the poem kind of references both of those yeah. things. And then there's, there's an interesting detail here where um, at this point the the, the monk and the Dallas agree to meet. Uh, which again, in, in the dream, they also agreed to meet up, I think, if I'm, not remember- if I'm remembering yep. correctly. Here they, um, they agree to meet again uh, in three, uh, the, the Chinese is uh, jie, uh, which, um, which Hawks uh, translates or recognizes as um, culpa, yeah. uh, which, can, which can have different meanings. It might mean lifetime, it might just mean a, a very a long period of time uh I, so I wasn't sure which which sense of culpa was culpa was was being uh referenced here necessarily
0: yeah but the suggestion is very clear that yeah. these are um kind of supernatural beings in some way you know yeah, so it's,
1: it's a super yeah it's like a them, supernatural like yeah for time. Them,
0: yeah the ordinary the ordinary passing of time does not it doesn't affect them in the same way as it would you or i or or, or the rest of the characters in the story but before diving into talk uh about him okay yeah i thought that this might be a good opportunity to do like a small segue into uh just an explainer on chinese names because potentially people listening to this may uh may not be that familiar with chinese names um so the most common you know the most common chinese names you'll see uh have a a surname which is first and then a first name which comes second uh so in complete reverse from the way that we would do it in uh in English or or in many Western languages. Um, so, you know, I'm William Jones, but in Chinese I would be Jones William. That would be the way that you would say my name. Um, now in this case, uh Jia is, Yuzun is the surname, and Yu is his is his first name. But the thing that is kind of unusual about Chinese names is that whereas in English it's quite common to have you know, maybe several hundred or indeed thousands uh, common names. Uh, and normally, you know, when when you're a parent and you're giving your child name, you you pick one of them based on, you know, maybe you think, uh, you know, it's their grand, grandfather's or grandmother's name, or maybe it's the name of the character that I like in a, in a book or on TV, or maybe I just like the sound of it, or or it certainly has got a religious connotation. In Chinese, that's relatively uncommon. Uh, almost all names are... You, you tend very—it's very rare to see the same first name repeated over and over and over and over. So, so there's a lot more variety in in the names that you'll end up with, um, and the mm. the meaning of the name is usually much more apparent in Chinese than it is in English. So, I mean, um, so if you look at most most names in English, if you were to ask somebody what is your what does your name mean, uh, they may not be able to answer, you know? So, so if you've ever seen Pulp Fiction, there's a, there's a scene where Bruce Willis, uh, playing this character called Butch is, is in the back of a taxi and he's talking to the taxi driver. Taxi driver is, um, is a Latina woman. I can't remember exactly where she's from. Um, And um, she asks him, what's your name? And he says, Butch. And she says, Butch, what does it mean? And he says, I'm American, honey. Our names don't mean shit. And and like that's kind of true of a lot of English language names. I, I mean my name, William, for example, because I'm a nerd, I do actually know that it comes from the like Germanic Wilhelm, which is to do with like protector and that kind of thing, which is ludicrous if you've ever met me. But most people I think actually don't have a clear sense of the meaning of the name. That's very, very different in Chinese. Like the the choice of the name and the meaning of the name are very inextricably linked. The choice of names that Cao Xueqian gives to his characters in this novel uh, is very conscious um, and there's a lot of meaning encoded within those names. Um, so, so with that kind of random little tangent out of the way, um, uh, why don't you tell us a bit about uh, Jia as a as a character and his background?
1: Okay, great. Yeah. Um, there, there, there are a lot of parallels between mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jia Yutun and Jian uh yeah. in terms of educational attainment, in terms of kind of uh, level, level mm-hmm. of culture and refinement. Uh, both of them are able to improvise poetry to a certain to a certain extent. Uh, the only real difference between them is, is the, their kind of material circumstance. Uh, and so, what what, what what we discussed before with regard to um, Jenshin having you know uh, having a maid servant and, and, and a, a, a nice place to live and, and so on and so forth. Uh, the contrast with that is uh Yuzun, who actually was on his way to uh, the capital. In order to um, to get some credentials, uh, to to improve his credentials, in order to enter into um, the, the bureaucratic system, to achieve a certain a certain la- a certain livelihood.
0: Yeah. 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 And you were just you were just saying before, uh, if we were to tell our listeners, um, there's a system, and if you want to uh, get to the top of that system, your absolute best chance of doing it is to study for many many years to spend lots and lots of money uh, to pass through a very difficult examination system. And only after you've done that, can you attain the um, the the kind of lofty heights you were hoping for. I think that would sound very, very familiar to, to a lot of people today, you were saying.
1: For sure, right? Uh, we, so we still kind of are in this, um, this system where educational forms are ostensibly kind of un- Unmoored from you know the nitty gritty material reality, but actually yep. are thoroughly um, kind of embedded with yeah. right through through systems of money and, and credit and debt, uh, and, and a lot of things that people are uh, thinking about, worried about, um, concerned about now uh, in terms of higher education and the purpose and meaning of higher education. Indeed, um, and so right. it, it's 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 very relatable in, in a lot of ways, both good and bad.
0: Yeah. And, and one of the things which, um, so the system in China was um, one of, I believe, three levels. Um, so, so if you were a young man, and it was only men, I understand, um, of kind of promising intellect, um, and your family had some money, then you could study for many years, um, and and then take these exams. And if you passed, they were the route to employment within the the government civil service um and with it enormous opportunities for uh the acquisition of political power and also material wealth um but because those were the uh the things that you were able to attain through this through this exam system it meant that it was phenomenally competitive um, and so for every person that succeeded there would be i think tens if not hundreds who who failed and we would have to try again the next year or several years later. Um, And so that produced a whole stratum of class of uh, sort of frustrated bureaucrats, you know, frustrated intellectuals, men who had uh, studied for for years but were unable to achieve this this elevation to kind of the higher ranks of society. Um, And I suppose the interesting thing about it is that the things that they were studying were not vocational or practical. Um, So... Whereas, you know, uh, you know, in the present day, if you wanted to become a lawyer or a doctor or an accountant or you know any kind of like um, I suppose comparable professional, there are actual materials we need to study which are applicable to the job that you will go on to do. But in this case, it was you had to become an expert in um, well, essentially Confucian orthodoxy and and in particular. You had to learn how to write a very particular and 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 complex form of essay, um, and neither of those things really equipped you well for um, either success if you did pass the exam or failure if you didn't.
1: Right, right. Uh, it's interesting in that way. Um, so, I, I, in some ways, it, it almost is sort of like. Uh... It's you're 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 trained to become a bureaucrat essentially, but you you you're you're getting a standard what's comparable to a, a humanities education actually. Mm. right? Yeah. Um, uh, and and so in some ways it's not entirely dissimilar. It, it's it's similar to maybe studying like philosophy, of course, in order yeah. to uh, become a lawyer eventually. That that might be the the closest modern analog.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I can tell you from personal experience um, having. Uh, I mean, I, I work as a lawyer now, and I, I did law school in the UK, and um, many of my classmates were people who had studied uh, things like classics, philosophy, uh, English literature, history, those types of uh, kind of broad-based humanities degree at undergrad level. Um, and so, yeah, the, the comparison is, is extremely apt in a lot of ways.
1: And I'd also note that, uh, so, so so Jai Yituan, he didn't make it to the capital. He ran out of money. And what he was doing now to survive, I mean, on one hand, he's living basically uh, in this low rent uh, kind of spot in in, in a temple, essentially uh which has its own interesting kind of ironies uh and 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 you you can you can speak to the one can speak to the the parallels between uh a scholarly or scholastic life and and a monastic life and how you know i I mean maybe in in medieval periods uh especially in uh in in western europe these two forms were uh more or less intertwined yeah Um, absolutely and so we see some resonances there there's also the fact that he in order to pay you know in, in order to make his way um he seems to be writing letters mm-hmm. um they they don't really specify exact exactly what he's writing my sense is and and I've seen this uh traveling through China where, where you you'll there will be um you can hire people to Basically, do kind of formal, I, I, formal calligraphy, maybe mm-hmm. to celebrate um, like an anniversary or a wedding. Yeah, uh, and so it is again. It is like it, it's it's kind of a manual labor, but it's one that uh, requires a certain degree of education.
0: Yeah, it requires, I suppose, this yeah. uh, existing level of uh, yeah of intellectual like um, knowledge or education. I, I suppose um, at that time. I I don't know how widespread printing would have been. And uh, it was certainly the case that um, literacy rates historically in China were were very low. Um, And so it may well be that there would always have been demand for people who were able to, who knew how to write and were able to write documents for any purpose. Um, I I know, for example, that um, there was an equivalent role in in many parts of Europe. uh, even after the invention of the printing press, uh for, for various reasons. Um but it but but as you say, I mean it's for a man of lofty ambition, um, but kind of uh hamstrung by his his lack of material resources, uh this this job of, of kind of copyist or, 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 or you know uh whatever it is you want to call it uh certainly represents a, a kind of um I suppose not exactly where he intended to end up. We can put it that way.
1: No for sure. Yeah. Uh I, I would say maybe um, it, it would be. It's similar to maybe uh, preparing preparing people for like the SAT or the GRE. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty apt comparison. Yeah, another kind of a, a kind of like it, it. Again, it requires a certain degree of um, education, intelligence, but it's it's not uh, particularly well paying. Yeah, or, and it's um, it's somehow menial.
0: Yeah. you know, it's it's yeah, yeah, repetitive yeah. and it's, it's not necessarily stimulating or challenging
1: exactly exactly um so this this, this is again it's all very relatable um and and so basically uh jayutun and Jenshin, they're about to um they're about to kind of have uh just just to relax and and to chat when uh genshin has a guest and he has to leave yeah right yeah um and and now we're kind of approaching upon the, the the moment um highlighted in the 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 cold open yeah right so so, Jia is left alone in um, in study, and he sees below um, uh, basically a servant girl uh, who, is, who is quite fetching, and she is watering um, watering a plant, watering some flowers, yeah. I, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. She's described in 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 the original as a um, uh, y- uh, Yahuan, uh, yeah. like like like, and, and the the character for Yah is <laughs> um, it's basically a Y yeah it's, uh, it's it's capital letter y isn't it yeah basically yeah and, and Juan is, is, is it means the uh hair braid right and so yeah. this is this is another kind of um what, what's what, what what is it when you have a part designating the whole i guess a snectiki or yeah uh, it's the kind of snectiki exactly yeah it's just like yeah. when
0: he uses the term hairpin to refer to these um various uh beautiful women exactly um, yeah exactly but but, in my mind, there's also something slightly pejorative about it um, uh, definitely, yeah, because this I mean not to be extremely vulgar uh, I don't know whether this is literal, but the fact that it is a kind of y shape uh suggests like that this is uh a like rather vulgar way of referring to the woman, um, mm. but maybe in my mind it's just in the gutter.
1: You, you took it in the uh, psychoanalytic direction, which I which I always approve of. So that's great. Um, Let's talk about I, <laughs> right. Yeah, and so it, it is. And, and I was looking online, and, and apparently it is this kind of hairstyle where you have the. Um, it's basically Y shaped.
0: Oh, I understand. Um, so it's almost like two pigtails kind of thing.
1: E- exactly. Exactly. I see. Um, I see. And, and so, and, and this this hair braiding was specifically associated with this class of uh, of servant. Uh, mm,
0: I see. I see. Um,
1: I'm trying to think of if there's a. I mean, th- th- that's a, that's kind of particular to this society. Um, hmm. I, I can't think of you know, uh, yeah, our, our hairstyles now, in, in the modern era, or or more um, yeah, democratic quite... seeming at least, right?
0: Yeah, they're certainly quite, certainly quite different, and 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 I suppose if people are defined by hairstyles, in it's in a very different way. Those lines are drawn very very differently to how they would have been then. Um, you still do have that this first character in this word. Yeah, yeah, I It's still used as a as a term for girl, but it's again, it has like a somewhat pejorative meaning. It's not like an outright insult, but it's somehow kind of slightly dismissive or disdainful.
1: Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and so that, that that's kind of the context in which he uh kind of first falls for her. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. So 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 just to just to mention, so he he's left alone in the study. He. Junshian calls him in after seeing him in the street. He says, come in, let's chat because they're great friends. You know, they, they, yeah. they chat all the time. They have, it seems to me, that kind of relationship between a slightly older man, uh, because Xiin is perhaps around 50, uh, and, and, and a much younger one who's kind of making his way in the world. And it strikes me as that, not, not quite father-son, but almost like uncle-nephew. You know,
1: or, or, or older brother, younger brother. Uh, I think some of the terms they use are like, uh, like, 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 yeah.
0: Like, you Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's right. Terms. You're right. They do use those. They do use those terms. Um, and, and then, as you say, having invited him in to kind of chat and hang out, he's then abruptly interrupted by a, a kind of more important guest um, and apologizes and rushes off. Uh, and so is left to his own devices in the study. Um, And it's while he's in there that he looks out the window and sees this uh, Yahuan, as as they call her, a kind of maidservant. And she, in turn, whilst busy with the flowers, turns around and sees this man looking out the window at her. Uh, And she might, you know, she would be well within her rights to say, who is this pervert staring at the window at me? Um, But she is instead struck by a a rather different reaction, uh, which is a bit more approving of him. So.
1: I, I think she notices that his his clothing is, is kind of tattered, mm. uh, but she she can see through the clothing, maybe literally or and empath- and figuratively as well. Yeah, that this is a a man of a certain. Uh, my sense is he he has a pretty good physique, a nice nice figure. Maybe he does. Yeah, he exercises in some capacity. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He does uh, zumba or, uh, or or whatever. Um, <laughs> he he works out. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but she can yeah, see uh, so, exactly that, but despite his his, um, his threadbare appearance, um, mm, he's a man of yeah. quality, uh, <laughs> put it that way.
1: And there's also a really nice detail I wanted to point out that not only does she look, but she looks, I think, two or three times. Yes. And this, this, this—I mean—so we're we are rereading the stone, but uh, but she is rereading Jayu uh I thought that was uh, an interesting yeah. kind of um, yeah. dynamic. And and
0: that—that's how he knows. Um, I mean, it's exactly the same as if you are walking down the street, or if you're in a cafe, or in any setting, and um, you see somebody glance at you and then look back for a, for a longer. Um, She's checking him out, you know. That's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're on opposite sides yeah, of the dance floor. She's looking around the room, Exactly. stopped on him, and then she's stopped for a second look. Uh, and despite his shabby clothes, she's decided he's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 really a nice a nice little moment. Uh, and he also kind of he points out that it's it's not purely physical. Hmm. He says this is someone who might prove to be um, a djergi, someone who would know him intimately, yeah. right? so not just a lover but a friend yeah basically so uh we get a sense for his character which um in in some ways is is very materialistic and he's a he's a striver yeah uh he's a hustle he's hustling in some capacity yeah yeah he's maybe he also has a a bit of depth as well i I thought that was uh, yeah
0: yeah yeah, i did think that used the word for friend it's translated as friend in the Hawks translation okay but it's so much but but it it's not a word I've come across before, but yeah, "juzi" to know one who yourself. knows yourself yeah. basically is yeah. yeah exactly it describes right. a yeah. it describes like a uh, like this deep mm, understanding.
1: Yeah. And so then, kind of like it, there's like a flash forward to uh, uh, 中秋节, uh the the Mid Autumn Festival, which occurs yeah. on the the fifteenth of the eighth yeah. lunar month, right? Yeah. So it's I mean
0: it's kind of October September October time normally. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And basically, Shu is—he's like again. This is all about um, it's because it's the lunar month. Uh, Shu Yin is strolling beneath the, the full moon, right? That, right?
0: And that's right, kind yeah. of the
1: another 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 kind of really romantic um, setting, right?
0: Yeah. And so what 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 has happened is he has, um, as in the previous scene where he invites Shi Yin, the wealthy one, invites Jia the, the, the broke mm-hmm. student round. Uh, and then is interrupted by a more important guest. The same thing happens on the Mid-Autumn Festival. He has this more formal celebration, presumably with family and some important guests, and then he has uh, a separate dinner set aside just for him and Mm -hmm. Jia Yuzun in another room of the house, so that when he's finished with uh, the official, more ceremonial, and socially more important dinner, he he can actually then turn to the thing that actually brings him enjoyment, which is you know, chatting with his friend and and getting a bit drunk.
1: Definitely. Right. Uh, Basically, I'm not sure if I want to read it or not. I was kind of debating it as as you were talking uh Jai Yutun has another nice little poem where he he uses the moon to uh he talks about basically the, the moon cuz the moon shines on everybody so if you see that moon that moon's going to be yeah. shining on the whole town including your prospective lover so he's imagining the the light of the moon shining first upon you know the uh the chamber this is the hawks translation the chamber where she lies um and, mm. and actually what he's translating there is um uh uh, Yu Renlo, and, and so it's not just. Yeah. My my sense is it, this is again uh, the 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 jade first upon I guess the the the, the jade chamber because uh, this in all these poems that, that uh, um, are are to follow uh, the 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 image of, of of jade appears again and again. Um, mm-hmm. Although it, it's sometimes it's it's uh, my sense is Hawks is translating it sometimes as jade sometimes as jewel. I think this is kind of um, this. This is uh, this coheres with like the, the, the range of, of the Chinese term as well. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it it can mean specifically a jade or more generally a jewel. That's that's my understanding.
0: I mean, if you look at the the character yu, which as you say is generally translated as jade, uh, we can we can derive some meaning from from the the character itself. It's it's the character for king, wang. Mm-hmm and that's three horizontal lines with a single vertical line running through uh, those three lines from top to bottom and then the 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 additional stroke which makes it into this other character you there's a small dot just below the second middle line and what that dot is is um it's a kind of pointer uh so you'll see these kind of dots used in some chinese characters and they are almost like a little arrow and this little arrow is saying here what i 'm pointing at is the is the important thing, and in this case it 's pointing essentially to the king 's body, the middle of the king 's body, where you know he would have had these kind of jewels, these valuable things and um, and so um, although it now kind of means jade exactly, it would have meant any kind of precious valuable jewel you know any 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 precious thing of that nature
1: so, so there's another poem that happens later where uh... The, the uh Jenshin and Jai have been um have been drinking a lot it's getting more and more kind of uh lively uh and you can you can really sense that they like each other um and so it, it, in a kind of like uh you know a, a orgiastic fever pitch uh a Jai-tun has this poem which maybe maybe I'll, I'll read this one um so it, i'm, I'm going to read the hawks translation so in in thrice five nights, her perfect O is made, whose cold light bays each marble balustrade, um, which is uh, uh, Yulan, right? So there's, again, he, he's saying marble, but it, it again has the, the, the jade um, kind of um, range of meaning, the semantic field. Uh, as her bright wheel starts on its starry ways, on earth, 10,000 heads mm-hmm. look up and gaze. So, so in this one, uh, it's kind of been inverted a little bit, and he's imagining uh, you know this his potential beloved as the moon so before the moon was shined down upon her uh, and, and was shining first upon her now uh, you know she has been identified as the moon and now all you know around are looking up at her in in, in admiration
0: that's kind of nice I yeah think. And, and just one thing one thing to mention as we go past is his <clears throat> use of the word 10,000 here is this uh, it's' a word that has like a, a certain significance in Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 10,000 is, is this, it's a kind of stand in or shorthand for exactly. yeah. almost like millions, almost like everything, you know? So when he says 10,000 heads of the cup and stair, it's almost like all humanity, like substance there. So, so yeah, so it's, it's, um, it's really putting her up kind of like on a, on a pedestal as it were. Uh, he's, he's very much like ever since he had this encounter with this, this, Servant girl in, in the garden. He is a very lovesick young man. He's the he's the traditional romantic writing poetry, you know, feeling lonesome, getting drunk, kind of young man. Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure, for sure. And, and so this is also the moment in which uh, he finally works up the nerve to uh, Jia works up the nerve to yeah. basically ask uh, J- Jenshin for a loan, right? Because he, he needs money. He needs to go to the to go to yep. the capital and to try to make make a name for himself, um, and and uh, and of course this is a pretty good time to ask. Uh, Jenshin agrees. He gives him fifty ounces of silver, and some clothes, um, some winter clothes, uh, to to go to the capital and to try for the civil service
0: exam. Yeah, and and he does one other thing, which is he gets out this um, this kind of almanac or. You know, some kind of ritual, book. yeah, like a um, book. yeah, like a travel almanac. Yeah, he wants to He yeah, he he wants to look at which day is the most uh, kind of lucky, uh, auspicious for traveling. Uh, so they're on the fifteenth day of the month, which is Mid Autumn Festival, and he says the nineteenth. The almanac gives the nineteenth yeah. as a good day for traveling, um, and um, well, lo and behold, they they end up parting company. Uh, yeah. And they each go back to theirs to sleep. And Shi, in having stayed up late and getting drunk, doesn't end up resurfacing until about kind of late morning, noontime. Um, and the first thing he thinks of when he wakes up is this great conversation he yeah. had with Jaiusun, and uh, and how glad he is to have given him money and clothes to to go off uh, off to the castle. But when he sends a messenger to ask. Um, ask about him, he finds out that, in fact, he's already set off at first light. And you can see this, this difference between Zhenxin, who wants to consult the, you know, the, the almanac and find the most auspicious day, and Jiayu Sun, who's younger and more rash, and thinks, I kind of, I don't need this. So if we read from the text from the Hawks translation, uh, this is a servant who went to ask after Jiayu Sun returns, and he says, the monk says that Mr. Jia set out for the capital at five o'clock this morning, sir. He says he left a message to pass on to you. He said to tell you, a scholar should not concern himself with almanacs, but should act as the situation demands. And he said, there wasn't time to say goodbye. So I I guess that is actually quite a good illustration of the difference between Zheng and Jia Yu because Jia is not only tremendously ambitious, uh, you know, and and wants to move up in the world, um, but there is a slight suggestion but despite their friendship, he has kind of taken advantage of Genji in here because uh, he's disregarded his suggestion uh, of going on this auspicious day, and he's not even said goodbye. He's just said thanks for the silver and the clothes, see ya, and just, exactly, just yeah. like that. There's
1: even some mention that he he only gave the the, the bare when um, when they were together. He, he gave only the, the barest sort of um, form of, of courtesies mm-hmm. in terms of thank you. Yeah, and so I, yeah, I, yeah. I do wonder if this is going to be a, a reflection of other elements of his of his character as we progress. Okay, yeah. So so basically, we'll remember from uh, from the interaction with the, um, the, the the Taoist monk that you know the yeah. um, this, the, the little creature, a uh, lotus, is going to bring some misfortune to a uh, uh, So the,
0: the setting is uh, the setting is that it's the the Lantern Festival, which is. Um, which is the fifteenth day of the first month, uh, and so it's, so it's China it's, you know Chinese New Year time. It's kind of kind of January February in the in the Western calendar, right? The servant has taken his daughter out to to see the to see the lanterns to see all the, the great crowds.
1: Yeah, and actually it's it's near midnight again, which I, I I know I'm kind of I'm talking about this like these liminal moments a lot, and that's kind of what I do. <laughs> but it is interesting again. It's this liminal moment on a liminal day. Uh, and um, he's and engaging where, in where this... where has he left the child? This, urination is itself a kind of, you know, it's in between, you know, you're kind of like it's releasing a part of your body. It's not really a part of your body. Um, I, I think he, on a... Um, on a gateway... Uh, yeah, so on the doorstep,
0: which again is... Which on is, a doorstep, which is okay. Physically, so yeah, liminal. again,
1: yeah. Uh, that, uh, that kind of supports yeah. that theory. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and while he's having a pee, somebody either... Yinglien wanders off, or somebody snatches her. We we don't really know.
1: Yeah, that, that's kind of an, an interesting societal um, you know uh, question that isn't isn't fully addressed. It, yeah. it, whether you know like um, children are commonly stolen in in, in the society or, or in all societies, whether well, this is a kind of a universal problem. Uh, and and this it really affects them. You know, we saw how um, how much Jinsui uh, cares about his daughter. Um, and, and it also affects his wife, and they they go into a kind of um, this kind of chaotic, depressed state,
0: essentially. And... Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They're 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 cast into despair by this. Um, I mean, as you would uh, losing a child, particularly your only child, um, and and yet still further calamity awaits them. Oh, just one thing: the the servant in question, um, All right, who right. who loses the child is. Uh, is named in the um, in the original uh, that the servant's name is Huaqi, right? Um, and this is translated in the Hawks translation as calamity. <laughs> the servant's name is calamity, and and this is one of the the ways in which the Chinese works better than the English, um, because in the Chinese his the servant's name isn't literally calamity. It's a, it's a, it's another play on right. words, just like all of the other names. It's they are. They're, they're kind of puns of a sort. Um, reading the text without saying it aloud, you might not notice that uh, Hochi name sounds like another word, which means a calamitous thing arises, calamitous thing happens. Uh, but but in the Hawkes translation, it's made obvious because he actually calls the servant calamity. Um, anyway, not to put too much kind of, no, that, not to belabor yeah. the point, but, but this is just a, another example of how it seems like almost every single name in the uh, in the world has some um, symbolical figure. Yeah, figurative
1: yeah but, but as you were saying last time, it works better uh, due, to the, due to this, uh, you know, like rich uh, capacity for homophony. Um, I, I also, yeah. b- before yeah, we move on to Calamity number two, I, I want to point out that it, it seems yeah. as if they spend a lot of material resources consulting doctors... And uh, prognosticators and, and fortune tellers and all these kind of uh, sort of superstructural position and, and I want to emphasize this because it's it's gonna it's gonna support a, a point I'm gonna make later about um, a certain ironies in in the in the, in the Dallas Monk's um, prediction right if if we're yeah. able to associate the Dallas Monk with these others. Superstructural societal elements, right? And, and so, like part of, um, yeah. So, I, I kind of wanted to um, to emphasize that in order to, because because I'm I'm always advocating for kind of a materialist read of history and even of literature to a certain to a certain extent. But I, I also want to like I don't want that to be a kind of crude, vulgar, vulgar materialism. I, I think there's more going on uh, that has to be kind of fleshed out with these. Because we're going to see a lot of these individuals, these um, whether they're you know educational figures or teachers or um, or monks or shamans or uh, or performers or entertainers, prostitutes, and, and these are like often the richest characters in these stories. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason, and I think this this richness is a reflection, of a kind of um, a real dynamic role they play in historical and and present day society. Um, yeah. And so I'm kind of like I'm I'm previewing for a point I'm going to make in a in a second. But but how about how about we now we move on to yeah. calamity number 2, right? And this is the one that really uh sure. sets sure. the the ball in motion for um for Jinxing's kind of downfall and eventual um you know basically absconding from his family,
0: right? So so a uh, another calamity befalls um not just the the Jin family but the the area that they live in. And when does that happen? On the 15th of the third month of the lunar year. Oh, there so we go. so it's just uh, he, the author, Tzaltriotian, is making this point kind of as blatantly as possible, really hammering home home the, the, the 15th day kind of point. Um, what's happening? Well, uh, one of the monks in the Bottle Gourd Temple, which is just next door to, to the Jun's house, is preparing an offering. And the offering in question are uh, kind of fried cake Um, and I think in this case they're they're kind of deep fried so you've got you know a lot of very hot oil um, that he's frying these little kind of cake patties in unfortunately the oil catches fire and because hot oil is a winner it Spreads fire very easily, and because buildings um, in China at that time would all have been made of of wood and other highly flammable materials like straw, um, the fire catches and spreads extremely quickly. Um, and so, it, it, you know, it it, it burns down uh, pretty much the whole street, including the the Juns' houses. And even though the firemen are called and lots of people all kind of crowd around and try to put out fire as quickly as possible. Um, they're unable to, to to save the houses.
1: Right, it goes up in flames, just like they compared to a uh, Hoyan Shan. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes up like.
0: Uh, like a fiery like, mountain. Like fire,
1: like fire mountain.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting yeah. description. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder whether uh, uh, Tao Shui Qin was whether this is kind of a, an ironic element, intentionally or unintentionally, that you know the. the the great calamity, the second calamity that, that befalls, uh, Gen is, is in fact started by, uh, basically by a monk. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and so it, there's something kind of strange and ironic about how a monk, uh, you know, telling you about an, the, the calamity that another monk is going to cause in the future. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if, if there's a little bit of kind of, um, a, a, a subtle critique of, of religious institutions, uh, maybe a critique of the like the excess of ritual. Yeah. Uh, had they been focused more on essential kind of um, activities, essential production. Yeah. Then maybe this this, 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 yeah, this, this excess never this this excessive uh, event wouldn't have occurred in the first place. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's unclear to me whether and so it's it's not entirely like I, I wonder whether Tolstoyan is not fully identifying with because. It's it's tempting to say that he identifies with um, the the Dallas monk and the, and the Buddhist priest, mm-hmm. and, and that you know these characters are kind of uh, a conduits for his um, his own philosophical or religious beliefs. Yeah, um, that would be one interpretation. Yeah, but I'm also um, incl- I, I wonder whether uh, there's also a critique of religion, kind of um, just below the surface. Yeah, yeah, I mean, of the of the of the
0: forms of religion, right? Of the of the right. the some of the more excessive uh, rituals and things. Uh, quite possibly. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So, so this fire happens, the gens and their servants survive mercifully, but their house is burned down, uh, presumably with much of their material wealth inside. Luckily for them, because they're well off, they actually have a house in the countryside. So they go to the house in the countryside. Uh, but unfortunately in that place, there has been uh, crop failures, flooding, drought, which has led to banditry, which in turn has led to government troops uh, kind of cracking down, um, and so that makes it impossible for them to to settle down on this on this farm they have in the countryside. Uh, so they sell it. Um, and we assume, presumably, a, a hefty discount because they're trying to do it quickly exactly, and, yeah. in, and in difficult circumstances. Exactly. And they go to stay with Chen wife's father, uh, a man called Feng Su. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and what happens then? Well, he's a typical father-in-law in that he hates his son-in-law. Um, um, he rather um, he rather despises him because Feng Su himself is a farmer, and Jin is a is a is a learned is a learned man. Um, but he agrees to to take their money and find themselves find them a, 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 another house and farm um, to live on in in the area where he lives. Um, but instead, he steals half the money and then buys them. Some terrible falling down house with a, a bunch of kind of worthless, uh, worthless farming land surround it, surrounding it. Mm-hmm. And then once they're moved in and struggling, um, <laughs> Feng Su the father-in-law goes around telling everyone how incompetent and useless his son is, uh, his son-in-law is. Um, <laughs> so all in all, it's been a rather calamitous downfall um, for for Junshi and uh, his family and servants, having gone from you know very comfortably well off. Intellectuals living in town to uh, having very little in the way of wealth but also in the way of, of prospects and kind of hope for the future uh, and, and worst of all having lost their only child for sure
1: right I, I, I found the, the, the kind of this part of the story to be incredibly believable. Mm. I, I would not be surprised at all if this was more or less straightforward um, uh, autobiographical uh, biographical in, in some sense yes. Yeah. Because uh, really, you could really, I mean, the, speaking of the banditry in the, in the countryside, uh, it, it's, it, 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 it feels like this is a reflection of, again, the, the kind of the disorder characteristic maybe of the, the middle to late Qing uh, dynastic period. Yeah. Uh, at, at the same time, the, the, the conflict between the father-in-law and, and the son has, this, has a quality of, of kind of the timeless um, animosity. Yeah. And also a very kind of, um, a very relatable, believable, um, conflict between, you know, a farmer who's, uh, very, relatively well off by, by the standards, uh, of that occupation.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but who, as a consequence of, 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 of pursuing that occupation lacks, uh, educational, um, uh, attainment yeah. versus a son-in-law who, who is, um, who has the education, educational, um, yeah. c- capital yeah. and lacks the, uh, the, the material
0: and the agricultural uh, expertise. Exactly. Of he, of he's your kind of like um, sort of like soft skinned plump intellectual more used to kind of relaxing on comfortable chairs than getting his hands dirty. He has very few practical skills to speak of. Um, and so it's, it's very plausible that these two would come into conflict, you know? Um, and indeed the story of the, 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 the banditry, the brigandage is uh, it features throughout so many parts of Chinese history. Um Yeah. Yeah. Um
1: and also the issue of both droughts and floods. This 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 chronic um difficulties with um kind of excessive like uh, like deficits and uh yeah and surpluses and this, this 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 constant problem with um kind of finding a balance between these forces. Yeah, areas.
0: absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Um And So this is all kind of—it's just straight out of the, I guess, the like Chinese history playbook.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, As we touched on last time, you know, the idea of ruling is so inextricably linked to managing the water supply, uh, and here, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. How
0: that that shows. Uh,
1: Yeah. So yeah, even you know, like uh, three thousand years after mostly mythological, maybe semi-historical figure of uh, Yu the Great, yeah, there's still this—the battle rages on.
0: Yeah, the same concerns are there.
1: Um, and so basically after basically two or so years of, um, two or so ruinous years, mm. uh, Jen, Jen again, happens upon a Dallas monk. Uh, and this is another really interesting, again, this is another part of the story where, um, all the action occurs in, in the realm of poetry. Yeah. Uh, and, and so first the monk gives his, his, his um, hao liao, uh, song. Yeah. And, and and then uh, which which uh, the Hawks translates as the one done song, yeah, uh, which is, is a reference to both the, the, the sound and the meaning,
0: yeah,
1: of um of this of these rhyming verses, yeah, uh, and then uh, Jinye has his uh, own kind of response to that song, which the monk uh, is quite taken with, mm-hmm.
0: um, and and yeah. and so what's the what is this. Monk's song, kind of about to give people an impression.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read it. Uh, I, I, the, the, the translation's fine. Yeah. Um, it sounds better than the original, but I, I haven't been drinking enough to <laughs> to, to read that right now. Yeah, um, it's it's basically it's it's talking about the things that people. When I have my notes, what people there's wang biliao. What people can't forget. Yeah. you know, because they people know they have a sense for the supernatural. Supernatural for the um, the transcendent, yep. but what what keeps them from attaining that level uh, are are basically these four things, namely uh, fame, yep, money, yep, sensual uh, desire, basically what, what's in the text women, so it, it, yeah. gendered uh, kind of under yeah,
0: but but exactly Ro- romantic and erotic
1: love, right, and the fourth one would be family, yep. uh, interestingly enough, because I guess this is a a Taoist monk and not a con- mm. um, Scholar, right? so so family is one of the one of the attachments st- standing in the way of um, of transcendence and enlightenment.
0: Yeah, and so and so in each cases in each case he says these things that we strive after fame, money, love, and family are ultimately uh, worthless or valueless, or or that they, that aspiration is futile for some reason. Uh, so I mean, for example, in relation to his... <laughs> In relation to family, he he observes that many parents are fond of their children and you know sacrifice a lot for them. Um, but he's never heard of a grateful child. Uh, <laughs> uh, and um, and yeah, so that gives you some impression of the tone of the the tone of the song.
1: And then I so I guess Jenshin he he like he he catches the vibes he he digs it yeah uh, and he gives his own poem which uh is characterized by it it has a kind of a spatial kind of thematics to Mm -hmm. it he 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 discusses these um these various places that in their time were of great um social significance but then over time they become overgrown empty hollow uh covered with vines and and and, and moss You, you can imagine maybe like a the, the ruins of Rome are or, or somewhere where you know nature has reasserted itself in some capacity yeah exactly
0: exactly it's it's the places that were once great and by by implication, the people too uh, now lie uh, in ruins overgrown you know, and he's I suppose really talking about the hard times that he's fallen upon you know the great golden palace oh, yeah. now lies in ruins, and uh, you know i Definitely. this 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 exchange reminds me of nothing so much as, um, you know how many hotels, motels and the like have a copy of the Gideon's Bible in the drawer? Um, And you have those stories of people who are um, going through very difficult times in their lives. Maybe you are, uh, you know, a very severe alcoholic, for example, and uh, you've, you know, kind of torched every relationship in your life and you're almost out of money and you find yourself in some dead-end motel, in some dead-end part of the country. And it's at that moment that you happen to open the drawer and find a Gideon's Bible inside and start reading the good word of Christ our Lord or whatever. And suddenly you're a born-again Christian and it has this kind of like absolutely transformative effect on your life. The, reading this uh, this section of the of the book kind of reminded me of that. So you have you have this character, Jun who is Yin, um, who is who had this you know by the standards of the time very successful life you know other than the the lack of male children which is in chinese culture at the time phenomenally important he is successful in every other way you know he is a respected man around town he has significant material wealth he's highly educated um and it all comes crashing down in very very quick succession you know uh, we we would think probably kind of in the, in the space of just a few months um and whereas at the you know earlier in the chapter he's maybe a bit dismissive of the Taoist priest as being kind of a bit mad this time something that this tower's priest is saying resonates with him on this very profound level uh and you know he's really, really down on his luck he's fallen a long way in the world and and the text suggests that he's perhaps now in terminal decline um when yeah this he has this kind of like lightning bolt moment and um and whatever the Taoist priest is saying, really kind of, you know, resonates with them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking he's kind of gone on his own sort of journey, and, and it is kind of like a biblical, like a like a like a, like a pilgrims. What's what's the um pilgrims' progress? Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it has something this, like um, that. Yeah. So he, he and this is this is maybe his is is Nader. But also his um, potential um, transcendence, and yeah. Yeah, he's hit wrong, depending depending on how you read yeah. it, right? I, I was also just thinking of of this passage um, as this like interesting and pretty provocative uh, like exercise in, in thinking of just the relativity of value, even in terms of there's a lot of mention in, in the poem of, of you know like different kinds of dress, right? And we, we've already talked about Jia ragged dress. Uh, and we're going to see later that it, you know he's going to get some better clothes, yeah. right? Um, and here we we, re- we really see the kind of the relativity of value, maybe in the sense of not only like moral values, right? Where the the, the Dallas priest does seem to be advocating for a kind of relativity, maybe as a kind of a stepping stone toward um, transcendence or towards universal significance. Okay. Um, but even if you don't, even if you don't go take it. Up, the whole way you can still think of uh, how, um, uh, how like good is not only good in and of itself, but it's also good in its capacity as not bad. Yeah. Um, uh, which, which I think, I think it's really important for things like even nowadays, if you, if you like, you know, you think about what would be a good form of dress, what would be a good way, um, maybe just like the kind of the, yeah, the, the, the situated character of, of desire, we have already seen Jai Tun. He was um he was taken with um the the the, yeah, Yabon, the, the
0: seven, and, seven girl. And,
1: and you almost wonder, you know, like it, what was his desire for her uh some kind of absolute desire, or was it completely embedded in this situation, right, where he's looking down from above where she's um kind of um what, what actually is kind of reminded me of I'm not sure how familiar familiar you are with a Jinping man.
0: I don't know. Um, so. But but go ahead.
1: There's a, there's a there's an interesting kind of dynamic. If I were to really like uh, like boil the plot down a little bit, um, so the the main male character, uh, kind of the, the patriarch, it's almost like his – I almost compare him to like Tony Soprano in some capacity okay. because he's yeah. kind of a criminal, yeah. uh, but he has a certain allure to him. Shi uh, Minqing, and, and one of his one of his wives, uh, uh, Pan Lian. Yeah uh, she, she originally like, you know, she has his heart, but you know, his start, his heart starts to wander and, and he becomes taken with one of the maids. Uh, and the Lian realizes this. And, and so in, in a later scene, she dresses herself up as a maid. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that, that kind of this performative act, yeah. uh, was just kind of this like, um, perversion of the act. Uh, this like embrace of this, the fetishistic character of, um, yeah, of kind of like servile forms, she she was able to use this to her own kind of uh, to her own advantage. Yeah, uh, in some capacity. And so when
0: I when I was thinking about and and that you know, successful yeah, but, in the story that 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 wins uh, Tien and uh attention, it, it wins him back over for the moment. Yeah, for the moment. I see.
1: Uh, you know, I see. Nothing again. It, the, the Dallas logic prevails where like even, even this, this, this gesture is only a temporary gesture and it can't be repeated. It can't be preserved. It, it, it can only be sort of um, washed away with the, the rush of time and, and circumstance. Um, yeah. And, and so when, when we're thinking about the relativity, relativity of values, the value of, of, of the beautiful dress, or, um, you can see how, I, I think you can maybe get a sense for how this is a really kind of like a twisted web, uh, you know, like a, a crooked timber, right? Um, and, and so that when, when I think of that scene where, where uh, Jai Yutun is looking down upon um, uh, the Yang uh yeah. and, and, and then we compare that to the final line of um, Jenshin's poem, the, his response to the Taoist, um, the, the Taoist poem, it, it reads, uh, In vain we roam. Each in the end must call a strange land home. Each of us with that poor girl may compare who sews a wedding gown for another bride to wear. Uh, and that, that, yeah. that, that line really, like, you know, you know it's, it's pretty, like, it's pretty haunting. You can, you can imagine, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like, how, how like, uh, your one's, like, desires are wrapped up in, in, this, in this whole system. And it calls the question, yeah. like, you know, where, yeah, like, when we when we when we consume a commodity, where is the, the the producer of that commodity in our in our like ideational space?
0: Yeah, um, often not there at all, right?
1: Not there at not all, or absent. or but see that's why it's 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 more than that because it's also there in absentia, right? It's it's like a ghost, right? The right. the, the, the yeah, poor yeah. girl who who um who sewed the, the wedding there. gown, she's she's still there, you know. Yeah, and maybe like she is you and you are her, even though you don't yeah. see her, and maybe she, maybe she'll return later on. And And, and the the roles will be reversed. Uh, There's just kind of like, yeah, this unstable character.
0: Do you think that uh, there is like a very literal comparison he's drawing here between, does he see himself as the the girl who sews the wedding gown and that Jai one who he helped out, is the one who ends up wearing it? it Because does he feel that, I mean, if we look at the sequence of events, he has his fine happy life, this disturbing encounter with a Taoist monk, then Jiayu Sun comes around, he gives him a whole bunch of money and clothes and sets him on his way to success. Then his daughter is lost, abducted, kidnapped, who knows? Then his house burns down, then he loses all of his money and ends up on this useless piece of land with a father-in-law that hates him. And if we kind of trace that thread, you can see almost that <clears throat> the moment at which he passes this material wealth on to Jiayu Sun to help him on his way to success, there is almost it seems like there's almost the passing of the torch too, because it's at that point that Jia Yutuan's fortunes start to rise and very rapidly, and Jingsheng's yeah. fortunes begin to decline uh, with with a kind of corresponding rapidity. Yeah,
1: I mean, there, there there's a, an interesting question there um, because I, I mean, Jingsheng he he kind of leaves the material world right at the moment when Jia Yutuan achieves material success, and so yeah. when 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 Jia later um, is able to help out uh, Jenshin's wife, um, mm. Jenshin himself is already kind of beyond the, the yeah. cares of the world, so to speak. Right? Yeah,
0: he's almost passed into the same class as our mythical Taoist priest and Buddhist or Taoist monk and Buddhist priest. You know that we see wandering through time, stepping in and out of time. He, right. he he's kind of beyond beyond the beyond the material world in the same in, way. In, in some ways.
1: I, but yeah. The question is whether our author uh, really believes that, or whether he is um, whether he's um, satirizing um, Jane Shin, or, yeah. or some combination of these things, right? Yeah. Um, although it, it is really interesting that you know, if if we were to speak to the strains of of totalitarian, uh, yeah. it really is in that. I mean, he really does seem to be able to. Um, you know, he, each of us with that 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 poor girl may compare. Yeah. it seems like he is able to um like step into the minds and the and and the um the perspectives of, of even you know those characters in, in his story of you know of the most unfortunate circumstances yeah right yeah in, including you know the uh the opposite gender uh, of himself yeah um and and so for someone during this time period to do that that seems pretty remarkable yeah. it's probably a major factor in why this this um this novel continues to garner attention
0: i suppose one thing that's worth noting here is <clears throat> there isn't any um at this point uh kind of criticism or condemnation for jen xin despite the fact that he's basically abandoned his wife um i mean i i, I suppose that's to be implied uh or, or it's for the the reader to decide whether or not they consider it to be um something worthy of of, of criticism. Um, Right. But I do think that there's this sort of irony that his poem that he, he presents to this Taoist monk before deciding to join him on his mad quest to who knows where, finishes, as you say, with this line about um, comparing himself to the poor girl who sews a wedding gown for someone else. Uh, and when he abandons his wife and their few remaining servants, um, what do they do to support themselves? Well, sewing and embroidery. Um, and so exactly uh, yeah. and so yeah I, I I feel like there's perhaps like a slightly implied criticism of his action, um of maybe the thoughtlessness yeah. of his action, or maybe a system in which, for a man in constrained circumstances, there's always the option of just uh, abandoning all of your responsibilities and becoming a wandering Taoist monk um, but for for women in this society, that's never really an option, you know. You, you that's interesting you yeah. can't just kind of give up and abandon everything in the same way It's it's not a, it's not an option that's available to you, and so they have to continue you know striving onwards as best they can
1: i mean it really um kind of accentuates how the taoist perspective really is in conflict with a- a, tradi- a confucian perspective
0: yeah absolutely you
1: you would never consider how you would never a Confucian would never um, you know uh rank you know one's attachment to one's family as, as something that needs to be overcome mm. I, I don't think right that that that's completely anathema in, in, yeah uh, to to that belief system
0: yeah so after i was just going to say after junchen flees then um yeah his his wife their servants are left alone uh to themselves and yeah they have to sew and embroider morning noon and night to uh make enough money to to survive um and then one day, there is um, one, of the, one of the servant girls is, uh, well, one of the servants is out um, purchasing some silks. And um, she sees this procession for the new town magistrate. And she thinks to herself, she thinks to herself, that's funny, I'm sure I've seen that man before. Uh, but she doesn't think more of it and she runs home. Uh, and then sometime later, uh, some men appear at the door uh, who have been sent by the magistrate. Uh, and they say that they want to speak to Mr. Jen. Um and that's kind of where the that's where the chapter kind of cuts off, right? We're left on that we're left on that cliffhanger. It, yeah, it's I kind mean. of a,
1: it's it's a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe we're going to leave that. I guess we'll leave that unresolved as well for yeah. um, for the audience. I, I, I did want to um, do
0: you have any kind of closing thoughts? I think I'm happy to leave it there. Um, so we'll pick up pick up from chapter two next time
1: that sounds great and, and so again thanks for listening to um, this is the second installation of rereading the stone uh, thank you very much if you want to uh, get in contact with us um, you can do so uh, I, I'm on twitter at kmichaelwilson
0: um, and, and I'm do going do your address to set up a yet? twitter uh, I, no. I, I tw- up, I'll set up a twitter handle
1: I, I saw that twitter <laughs> and thought that twitter itself thought that you were a bot it's because you oh, yeah, have too many numbers in your, in your hand. Yeah, it hand happens hand. all the time. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's like every single day. Please confirm your hand.
1: That's, uh, that's funny. Okay, um, so good. Uh, So thanks for listening and, and good night. Good night.